The Block Talk podcast started because of my passion for the property management industry. I wanted to start a conversation and add some value within the industry with a diverse range of people and professionals who can add something extra. As we start out, my aim is that the podcast offers some useful insight into a variety of views, opinions, thoughts, and foresights from our guests who include business leaders and industry experts. If you enjoy the podcast and want to find out any other information, head on over to brianwelsh.co.uk. Welcome to another episode of the Block Talk podcast with me, Brian Welsh, and Jax Bruce. Jax, how are you? You well? Yeah, good. Yeah, I am. Um, I was saying to Neil there before you came on that it's actually really nice outside here today, so it's a lovely day, which is always good. And spring is, I feel spring is starting to come around, so yeah, happy. How are you? I'm I'm in the Isle of Wight just now, and I think I'm getting blamed for bringing rubbish weather down because it was beautiful when I arrived, and it is rotten. In fact, the guys who are doing some work in my garden have just left because they can't work today because it's so wet. So, oh wow! So I wish I was in Glasgow. So <laughs> fabulous. Okay, so today we have the pleasure to speak to Neil Bissett, who is chairman of PMC Property Management and Lettings. Um, he's also just done a management buyout of that business as well. I saw on LinkedIn the other day. Um, he's also the vice president of the Property Management Association in Scotland, and he also sits on the Scottish Working Group for the Property Institute. He is a fully qualified fellow of the Institute of Residential Property Management, a chartered member of Chartered Institute of Housing, and an associate of the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors and has a degree in law and management from Robert, Robert Gordon's University. I had to read all that because there was so much of it, I would never have been able to remember it. So, Neil, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Yeah, yourselves? Yes, very well, very well. Yeah. Good, thanks for coming on. It's really, it's always great to get people on who are so involved in everything that's going on in property factoring and property management. So do you want to just tell us about your property factoring journey so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and thanks, thanks for having me on. Um, so uh, essentially, I've I've been at PMC uh, since since I left uni. Uh, so I went straight straight to PMC when I uh, finished my my degree in towards the end of uh, twenty ten, um, okay. and I've been there been there ever since uh, for for my sins, um, and. Uh, essentially, I started as uh, sort of a property assistant role, uh, learning the ropes, uh, and then sort of over the next next ten years, uh, worked my way up uh, through the company, property manager, senior property manager, operations director, and then up to managing director in uh, early twenty twenty. Okay, uh, and uh, throughout that time, I was progressing uh, uh, through IRPM qualifications. It was always expressed unto me how important it was to uh, to do that. Uh, the, the previous chairman of PMC, Martin Rochford, got that. He was well ingrained in, in the IRPM and the PMAS, so yeah. he he got that into me quite early. Uh, so progressed through through IRPM uh, to become a fellow, uh, joined the PMAS, and then became vice president in in twenty twenty one. Uh, and should be should be taking up the role of a president uh, at next month's AGM as well. Uh, 
And you still should be. I'm pretty much that's guaranteed you will be, though, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so and and yeah, the you touched on the management buyout. Uh, so me and my fellow director Annette, we were able to complete uh, the management buyout of PMC uh, towards the end of last year. Uh, so it's okay. it's now looking looking forward to a busy but exciting uh, 2023. Yeah, fab. Sounds like a br- brilliant journey as well. Fabulous journey mm-hmm. that you've been on since. And and I didn't. I mean, you're you're obviously a bit younger than me. Um, but I started CPL in 2010 actually, and it okay. seemed like a, a long long time ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, uh, so, yeah, good, excellent. It's been a great journey. So you're involved in the Scottish Working Group for the Property Institute. Are there any interesting projects or developments happening in there at the moment? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the, the sort of main development that uh, that we've been working on the last few years and is now now out uh, is the, the new professional diploma in property faction, uh, which was a, a, a big new new development there. It's a... Uh, a brand new diploma level course that's created right. specifically for Scotland, uh, and it's been created by the people within Scotland as well. So it's a lot more uh, bespoke and uh, a lot more relevant to that to the legal system, the land tenure that we've got up in Scotland, sure. and seems to have really filled a, a gap in the industry. Yeah, good. Yeah, because you you want to. I mean, you obviously have a lot of qualifications. You, I mean, I, I met Mark on a number of occasions, and you know, he was every time I spoke to him, he was really into kind of making sure that the people in the industry had a kind of set standard and these sort of things. So it's a good way to to make sure there is a benchmarking of of ability, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, and it's it's just helping make it a really really professional industry. Uh, and it's raising the bar. It's it's given the people that work within the industry the skills to do the job to the best of their ability, and yeah. it'll help with the likes of their retaining talent in the industry because yeah. I know that's been a, an issue over the last few years. Big challenge, yeah. Yeah, I have to say, and I, I can't probably mention this before, I um, I obviously deal with a lot of um, um, property factors in Scotland. That you walk into an office and someone says hello to you, and you're like, "You don't work here; you work somewhere else." So I think there's a lot of kind of movement within the market. But also, we we interviewed uh, or did a session with Malcolm Perryman and remind me, Jax, who 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 else we had when we did that. We were talking about the industry and things like that, and people in it. It's only it's only Southwell from Block Recruit, an English that's right. That's um, right. recruitment agency that specialises in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and one of the things that came out of that and the chat that we had with Malcolm the previous time was the they do a um, Arma or well the property institute now do the do a survey every year, obviously, mm-hmm. on and, and the number of people who thought that they would leave the industry um, was was quite large. So yeah, you're right. It's you've got to you've got to do everything you can to keep your talent in the in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it was that that survey as well, because it touched on the the mental health issues and and yeah. the levels of abuse that, that some of the people in the industry was getting. Uh, particularly working from home, but getting shouted at or yeah. abused is uh, is awful. Uh, so we've at PMAS, we sort of took that on board when we were uh, creating our our conference for last year, and we introduced yeah. some 
uh, sort of speakers and some workshops that could help with that and uh, help the management of, of that sort of thing. And it seemed to have gone down really well. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. It's something that you something that people, you know, 10, 20 years ago probably didn't think about, but, but it's very, mm-hmm. everyone's very mindful of it now. And as it should be, as they should be as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the one of the things that, that comes up quite a lot when we talk to people on this podcast from the industry is about the kind of education piece of the um, flat owners and, and these sort of things and, and an awareness of actually what a factor does, roles and responsibilities and things like that. Um, there's a lot going on at the moment, particularly with the draft bill of compulsory owners associations. What's your thoughts on the need for this? Um, is waiting for legislation the right thing to do or could the industry be doing more before that happens? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think uh, we need to be waiting waiting for legislation. Uh, I think yeah. where we are just now, particularly with the PMAS, uh, is we're, we're very active in, in looking to educate uh, both our member firms and inside the industry, uh, but yeah. also we're, we're doing a lot of work to educate out with and to communicate with MSPs and councillors and just to sort of dispel some of the myths that are going about uh, round about faction. We've got sort of like newsletters that we we send out as well, just uh, whether we do that monthly or quarterly, um, Uh and that'll just just keep that flow of information going. Um, And and that's, Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's vital, is that we... We support our member firms and they're a, they can be given all the information and generally we'll be in discussions with the government if they are looking at any sort of legislation. Yeah. Uh, but our member firms will, will be kept in the loop and essentially be ahead of the game if there is any introductions like that. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, we've, we've had a whole raft of In fact, I was thinking about, in fact, I mentioned to you, um, just before we came on, I'd sold my legal software business. Now, I have to say, I was I was looking at maybe doing a bit of buy to let stuff, and mm-hmm. and you know, even understanding this industry and knowing it and these sort of things, it's still a daunting prospect to kind of jump into that kind of purchasing and common living these sort of things. So, I think there is a huge amount of you know, education required for people. And, and, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and the one thing that, um, who was it? It was Annie Flint that we, we interviewed and she was, she was talking about the home report just not going far enough, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, having sat and read four or five home reports over the last two weeks, I tend to agree because, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, you're not really getting a huge amount of information from that. So, um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, and it's a big step buying property in flatter mm-hmm. developments and, and, you know, common living mm-hmm. places. Yeah, and I think it's, it seems to be getting more difficult as well, especially the buy-to-lets, because they're, they're making it difficult to do uh, service-let apartments if there's a communal access uh, as well. So there'll be a lot of people looking to buy flats to do them through the likes of your Airbnb, uh, but yeah. need to now apply for... Uh, permission from the council and if there's communal entrance ways then they're denying them on yeah. that reason so it is quite difficult at the moment yeah yeah so how has the industry changed since you started 12 years is a long time um and what's been the most significant change 
Uh, I, I would think that the biggest change would be the, the introduction of the, the Property Factors Act uh, and the, the, the sort of first code of conduct. Uh, that that again was a complete game changer, mm-hmm. sort of making it making it a lot more uh, of a regulated industry. Uh, and then obviously with the the revision of the code of conduct that's that's followed on since then. Uh, so that's yeah. it, it's made it. You've got to be a professional property manager now to factor uh, yeah. factor development. So that's raised raised the bar there and got rid of those that yeah. uh, that were just sort of doing it off the cuff or or maybe weren't weren't the most professional. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. And you know, I think the PMAS membership as well is is <clears throat> is fairly significant as well. So hopefully, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, off the top of my head, what representation of the total um, number of factor properties in Scotland are covered by PMAS, but it's got to be a significant number, doesn't it? Especially from the private sector point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pri- private sector, I- I'm sure we've got the majority, uh, and there's there's still still quite a few that aren't member firms, uh, but yeah. I think we've got, got a, a slight majority, uh, at least, uh, yeah. of, of all the, the private residential ones. Okay, cool. No, that, that is good because at the end of the day, it's a it it puts forward that professionalism of the industry, doesn't it? So yeah, and you've got I mean, a couple it, of years of tenure at the head of that of that organisation mm-hmm. coming up as well. So. Yeah, aye, and and we've got a great council at the moment as well. We've got a lot of the the leaders at the at the most influential, the, the biggest faction companies across Scotland, and and really do yeah. give a lot of their time. Uh, so it's 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 moving moving in the right direction. It's going going well just now. Good, good. So, what do you think the most important important aspect of property management is right now? Then, mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think I think it probably all boils down to uh, communication at the moment and uh, and customer service. Uh, it's probably ties into the last question, the sort of biggest change. Uh, one of the other changes is obviously with emails and social media uh, being the new norm and you've got response times or expectations of response times have greatly reduced. People are expecting instant replies or um, and, and calls back, whereas before you've got your maybe a five working day response time and they were a lot, a lot more uh, relaxed about that. Uh, so it's it's just making it more and more important to to keep up regular contact and communication with the homeowners, um, yeah. and especially since quite a lot of them are, uh, in, especially in big blocks of flats, are maybe rented out. The owners don't live there, so th- they'll still yeah. want to know what's going on, protect their investment, and and it'll just make it a lot easier to maintain the, the properties, get any sort of major works done uh, if you can keeping as as much contact as possible really and i think another change is that people are going they're leaning more towards uh, its value for money rather than just the sort of they want to pay the least they now want value for money they may be happy to pay a little bit more if they get uh, a bit more as well uh, which is which is a good good shift and it's allowed us to sort of focus on our customer service, and uh, actually, it's actually led to us winning 
with an outstanding customer service at, at the Trade Awards uh, at the end of last year, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. which I thought was for a faction company to win a customer service award uh, when you're up against loads of trades as well is was quite yeah. amazing. So. No, that is good. I think the it's the same in any industry. It's it's setting the expectation, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. To of 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 how you're going to respond, when you're going to respond. It's the same with you know what your SLA is or whatever. You know, it's a it's the same in, in kind of in kind of any industry that um, you know if you if you set out a stall and, and hit it or or. Um, under promise and over deliver even but but you know if they don't know when the response is i mean you, you i do it i pinged an email off to someone this morning to get a price for some fencing i did it for two people one responded within five seconds probably five seconds, about five minutes um and i haven't got an answer to the other one yet and i'm sitting there going but but i need that and mm-hmm. do, do you know what i mean it's, you, you've got to, you've got to kind of Set the expectation and also and, and also be understanding of it. But I, but I, I I I like your comment about the cost as well because it is it's not the cheapest because if you if an industry starts that it's just a race to the bottom, isn't it? To get to you yeah. know to get to the cheapest price and then you cannot provide a good service because you can't afford to employ good people. You know what I mean? So and yeah, I and guess it just, it just leads to, to it leads to all. Basically, all the faction companies undervaluing themselves, and yeah, we, yeah, and absolutely, absolutely. Okay, okay, good, good. Um, so when you think about the future of property management, what do you see today? I think with the the sort of the new uh, IRPM diploma, uh, and yeah. and the sort of changes that have been have been going on, there's a, I think it'll be a much more professional and and more respected industry it'll be getting away from that historic negative reputation uh, and hopefully people will be seeing it as for what it is it's it's, it's a company that's there uh, to to manage and, and and look after where you live uh, to to keep that envi- the whole environment uh, up to up to a good standard um, so hopefully with the sort of the new IRP PM diploma will raise the bar and uh, increase the the talent pool as well, uh, and as I said, yeah, a higher rate of staff retention within the industry is key as well to keep these experts that have done their training, keep them in the industry, and and also for the the future of the likes of the PMAS as well. See the the younger uh, younger blood coming through as well and joining. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, because I think you you did some. You, I, I know you're very keen on kind of giving your staff support and things like that. In fact, I think mm-hmm. you got some, was it Kyle that came in to do some work with you as well previously mm-hmm. to help help your staff to kind of that, that customer service level? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we got we got Kyle Martin uh, and we've done a couple of sessions uh, on public speaking and presentations, but also for how to deal with, uh, sort of owners' meetings, how to control the meeting, and and deal with any sort of uh, difficult difficult people or or anything like that, and and that's made a real real difference. It, even if it's just boosting the confidence of our staff, uh, but it's it's given well to help them. Yeah, well, that's it. They've they've got the skills where now they can run effective meetings, and they don't 
they don't dread going to a meeting. Uh, they know how to to deal with it. And and yeah, and, and then we brought Kyle in to sort of do a, as one of the speakers at the conference as well. Uh, yeah. And and yeah, seemed to go down very well. Uh, and but that's something that that we look to to try and invest in the staff as much as possible, round out all these other skills. It's all fine sorting out the, the technical side with the, the IRPM diploma, but we need to work on the soft skills as, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we interviewed Kyle on here actually um, a few mm-hmm. months ago and it was it was in like you know, I found a guy, um, I really do find um, some of the stuff he's, he talks about fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you're right. So, I mean, even within a software company industry where, you know, the cost to replace a member of staff. I mean, you know, let's let's forget the kind of the recruitment costs and these sort of things. It's just the training time and the you know everything that's involved in bringing that member of staff onto the organisation or into the organisation, and then having to do it again because you know and 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 so supporting them as much as we can, um, you know, helps with kind of retention. I guess, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thanks for that. Um, okay, so um, we have a we have a, a new question at the end of our uh, our podcast now because we're in the new year. Tell us something about you that people are generally surprised to find out about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had some trouble with this one. I was I was thinking I couldn't I couldn't think of anything that that surprising. Um, so I mean, I suppose that the one thing I've noticed in professional capacity is a lot of people surprised by sort of the age I was at when I became managing director, vice president of PMAS. I think I was 32 when I yeah. did it uh, and a fellow IRPM, uh, I think was quite surprising. Um, but possibly the other one is despite all that's going on, I still I still managed to do quite a bit of uh, a time out with work uh, coaching my son's my son's football team, uh, Turriff United Youth. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and so it's coaching, coaching a group of about twenty seven and eight year olds, uh, twice a week with a I football festival on a Sunday. So wow, that's fabulous! That's, it keeps that's me busy. Yeah. Um, do you know it's funny actually talking about the age you were when I mean that is young. I have to, it has to be said, I mean, I started, I always remember speaking to someone who was actually up your neck of the woods. He was a, an accountant from a building firm that I used to deal with from a software point of view when I worked for in a previous life. And I had the opportunity to purchase the company that I worked for. And I was in my early 30s, only company I'd ever worked for at the time. And, um, and I remember speaking to this guy and he said to me, Brian, don't do it. He's like, I was like, why? He said, because you don't have enough life experience or, or business experience at your age to, to do it. Now, to be fair, that's not the reason I didn't do it. There are a number of reasons I didn't do it. But that then took me on a route into corporate world and all of these other industries, all these other businesses, where I did learn a huge amount from. And actually, um, you're way you're way ahead of me because I started my first business when I was forty. So mm-hmm. and 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 actually, I think it just it depends where you are in life, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but actually, I'm quite glad that I did that other thing. You know, that, mm-hmm. those other eight years or whatever. 
seven, eight years to, to get the experience that I got. So, um, but, you know, you're obviously a very, a very intelligent, talented guy. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on, Neil. That's been absolutely brilliant to talk to you. And um, good luck with the new ownership of the business. Good luck with your tenure as, at the, mm-hmm. as president of the PMAS. And also, um, and good luck with that training that football team as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Th- thanks. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on. And and no, it wasn't wasn't quite as nerve wracking as I thought. So uh, a bit out my comfort zone doing it. But no. No. It's been it's been no. fun. Thank you. Thanks.